let's go to Europe. How do we fund our trip to Europe? Now, Euro Trip is actually a really funny movie. I really like this movie. I haven't watched it in a long time. I think I just need to rewatch it. It's that good. It's been a long time. Let's say that trip cost us $5,000. I mean, today, it's kind of a weak Euro Trip. But when this movie came out, thanks to inflation since then, probably would have been a pretty fun Euro Trip on 5K. But let's say you budget 5K for this Euro Trip. How do most people, when they act poor, spend on a trip? How would they think about saving up the money to buy the trip or whatever? Now, it's one thing if you're a young, broke college student and you somehow get 5K from gifts and graduation gifts and grandparents and whatever, and that's really all you have and you really want to go on this trip and you're 21 or whatever, like, okay, I get that. But let's just say currently where you're at right now, you have 5K to spend. Actually, I believe the example is, and I deleted the slide. So you have $10,000. You save that up through hard work, and maybe you are in your early 20s, maybe you are a college student and you really want to go on that Euro trip, but maybe you don't have to go right now. Maybe you're planning for it. Maybe you're going to go in six months, a year, whatever it is. The thing is, you have unlimited flexibility. $10,000 is nothing to shake a stick at. That is a good amount of money. That can actually get you started on your financial journey. But you want to go to Europe and it's 5K. So do you spend that 5K of that 10 because you have it after all, and then you are now 5K poorer or less wealthy or however you want to say it. And you go on that trip, you have a great time and you come back and you have 5K left. Let's look at example one. That's what you do. You spend 5K, you go to Europe, you have a great time, buy those experiences, which is better than buying stuff for sure. And now you have 5K left. And then some meme like this, lots of broke people have lots of new stuff around tax season. I don't even know where I found this or what I was thinking, but I think I was trying to find a meme on broke people and I just couldn't really find them. Not a lot of good memes. So example one is you have 10K, you go to Europe, you spend five, now you have five. And then a broke meme, because that is the poor strategy. We all do poor things. Like sometimes we just completely waste money. Like I remember when I was 23 or whatever, well, myself and three friends spent $3,200 on bottle service, which is completely just the stupidest thing ever, at Tao. Tao? Is it called Tao? I think it's called Tao, but it's spelled Tao in Vegas, which is a fancy nightclub. Completely ridiculous amount of money for a completely like not a long period of time, a couple hours when we could have just like one of the dance floor free. Like it, it's just so bizarre, but we did it. That's poor behavior engaged in my fair share. And actually, if you think about it, we're all poor and then we learn and we grow, and we build. I mean, some of us are born into wealth, but even then it's not really us earning it or anything. So you could say that we're all poor and young and learning how to do this stuff, learning how to manage money, how to spend it, how to earn our own. We all start out as poor, never earning anything ourselves, and then learning how to do that. So no shame here. Now, example two, this is going to be the rich strategy. This is how the rich would take a Euro trip. You take that $10,000 and you buy a $100,000 house. That's 10% down. And there's a lot of like FHA loans, things like that, where you can even get it for maybe 5% down or 3% down. But let's say you get 10% down, you buy a $100,000 house, maybe even a duplex in certain areas around the country. You can actually do that still. And you rent out one side, maybe you live in the other, or maybe you rent out both sides and you make that cash flow positive. In one year, you then decide to refinance that house. Let's assume you're going to put off that Euro trip for a year because you, you want to really start investing. You want to take that $10,000 and you want to start building your wealth. And Europe's going to be there in a year. In one year, after you've tied up all that capital into that property, like obviously you've been making some money along the way, but we won't really get into the nitty gritties of that. Let's just now look at the grander strategy. You refinance that house. Now, this basically means you get a new note on the house. And a lot of times what that does, because if the house and generally real estate goes up and especially with the market inflation, you can get more value for the house than when you bought it. And then that's the way you can pull capital out of the property, pull equity out of the property, put a bigger note on it, 
still cash flow it, sometimes even for a better interest rate and a lower payment, and then you have cash out. It's really fascinating, actually. And this is not complicated stuff. This is all very well-established. People do this all the time. A lot of people do it on their own primary residence rather than on investment properties. I mean, of course, people do investment properties too, but the most common is people buy their home and they do this to take money out of their home. That's its own thing. I won't get into like kind of the owning versus living and like an asset versus liability because homes for most people is a liability because they have to pay for it. But read Rich Dad Poor Dad to see what I mean. Let's say in one year, that $100,000 purchase now appraises at $125,000. Now, if you bought in Austin or like Georgia where I bought a cabin recently or a couple of these other places, like this number might be way higher. Like you can literally buy a $100,000 property a year ago that is now worth 200 or 300 or 400. It's bonkers, right? So when you have a lot of inflation and a lot of government manipulation of the market and the real estate market and the Fed buying more mortgage-backed securities and things like that that artificially inflate the price of everything, you can actually use this to your advantage. And this is where you get the cantillion effect is where when they print money, the asset holders benefit because their prices go up and they can do all these things. Uh, and those at the very top, they get all the money first, like the big bankers and the banksters, they really benefit. Topic for another day though. So let's say 100K turns into 125K in value in that property. And the bank says, we'll give you a 90% loan to value. What that means is they will give you a note for 90% of the value of that property. So they give you 112 thousand dollars. They give you that in cash. You pay off the note and your previous note from this is 90,000. So they give you 112. You pay off the old note with 90. You now have a note on the property for 112, but this is where the magic comes in. This is where it's a really beautiful thing. And this is how the rich think and how they use money to fund their lifestyle. That 112K pays off the first 90K note. You now have 22,000 left. You could do anything you want with that money. You could buy another property and then rinse and repeat. That's what most real estate investors do. But let's say years gone by and you're really itching to go on that Euro trip. I mean, it gives me goosebumps when I think about this. I learned this from YouTube and reading Rich Dad Poor Dad and then getting money and having to figure out how, what to do with it. And like, I bought a, a small house when I was young. I had some money from poker and then I like flipped that and sold that. Didn't make any money, but I learned a lot. This is a long, hard way to figure this out. And this, when I did it a long time ago, this is before YouTube. Like today, you have everything you could possibly fathom. Podcasts, books, YouTube videos, free PDF downloads, like calculators. Like this stuff is stupid simple. And if you don't utilize these strategies, it's just choice. You're just deciding to take the poor path because like you think it's easier because everybody else does it. And you don't want to muddy up with the complexity of investing or whatever. The reality is when you learn real estate, it's really freaking simple. Learn basic math and a few formulas on a spreadsheet and it's all you need. Let's, again, like I said, before I get to how powerful this is right here, holy crap, it's powerful. You had $10,000. In one year, you have a $125,000 house. You refinance it, you get $22,000. Now just look at this for a second. This is so freaking powerful that I need to go slow with you here. (laughs) You started with $10,000. Now you have $22,000. You have your $5,000 for a Euro trip, plus $17,000 on top of it. So this is what you have after one year of using money like the rich. You have $17,000 in cash. You have an income producing property, an asset that is worth $125,000, probably even more if you sell it on the market, that will cash flow consistently. And you have a trip to Europe. It's actually bonkers how insane this is when you do this very stupid, simple strategy. You buy an asset. You refinance that asset, pull some equity out, put a note against it. Use leverage to your advantage. Debt is not a bad or good thing. It is a tool. It's how you use it that matters. And then you have a trip to Europe, the trip you wanted to go on. And yeah, maybe you put off for six months or a year, but it was worth it because look how much better off financially you are. 
Now do this again and again and again. And let's say you get up to five houses. We'll get to the next example, one that I actually implemented this past year using Bitcoin in real estate. But for now, this single idea, even if you just thought of one small house, buy refi, and that doesn't always mean it's going to work. If there's not appreciation in the market, you might not be able to refinance. Uh, maybe your credit comes into play. That might be a concern or whatever. But generally, these things work out pretty consistently. Maybe it takes two years to refinance. So maybe you have to wait a little bit longer. But if you went from 10K to 17K in cash, income-producing asset that you own, and a trip to Europe, even if it took two years to do that, you now have the starting fuel for a strategy that will make you wealthy within, I don't know, 10 years, maybe five. As long as you stay consistent, be a little bit conservative, be smart with your money, don't spend too much, keep your lifestyles low. This single strategy right here can go from lower class, middle class, average job, whatever, to being financially free. And look, you started with $10,000. This is why you see all that buy real estate, no money down and low money down and 2% or whatever. A lot of that is salesy, whatever, but the core underlying thesis of how this stuff works is there. So it's not fraudulent. It might just be hyped up a little bit and they may be trying to sell you something, you know, sell you information basically and make money on that end when you can pretty much figure out yourself and go online. Not pretty much, you absolutely can. This stuff is so powerful and surprisingly, it's still utilized by such a small percent of the population that it just saddens me, but also boggles my mind. 